welcome to another episode of the Naturally Built Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo Cortez. And I'm Analicia Gomez. And today we're doing something a little different. Um, we don't have a guest. It's just Analicia and myself. And we're going to try to explain, talk about what we do as uh, landscape designers and landscape architects. Um, we get a lot of a lot of questions from people because not everybody knows what a landscape architect and landscape designer actually does. Um, I don't know if you've gotten that. Yeah, we don't work with a firm necessarily. So a lot of people are like, well, what do you do all day? Some people think we're, you know, sort of gardeners <laughs> that that draw um, or do actual uh, construction, which I don't know about you, Anna, but I haven't really done any construction, uh, landscape construction myself. Um but yeah, so I think, you know, we'll try to explain a little bit about what we do in our process. Because um, I think a lot, the majority of listeners know, uh, are familiar with what the work that we both do and the types of works that we do. Um, but we can kind of break it down for maybe somebody that um, is listening that isn't within in the field, right? Um, uh, so I think we can kind of start with what sort of what Anna, what you uh, do on your, um, with the Pure Genius uh side of things i do a lot of referrals um, mostly like friends of family and things like that um and so i've really just kept an active business for a tax (laughs) write-off more or less because i was doing it anyway and so it seemed like an appropriate thing to just keep going and keep running um because i i do all word of mouth um people will just either stumble upon another job that I've done and ask the owner um, if it's like their front yard. Um, So I've gotten clients that way or they know, you know, of me through family or friends and they'll hit me up. Um, So it's, I actually have never advertised. I really don't even keep up my web website or anything like that. I need to. Um, But yeah, it's just, so I do a lot of design build typically. So I do some construction Um, I really like doing like custom woodwork for everyone or custom things um, to make people's yards really special and give them like a a piece, a centerpiece that they can really utilize in their yard. Um, But yeah, so I really just kept the business, like I said, around and hoping to kind of expand it maybe into like the nonprofit world a little bit and do a little bit more with it in the upcoming years. Nice. Is that... Are you trying to do the nonprofit basically as an extension of your current business? Of the yeah, so basically transform it into a nonprofit. I would love to employ um, homeless and disabled vets, and you know, for just even helping out with site or gophering and things like that. Um, and then I would love to give back to the community uh there's a lot of different opportunities there's a lot of people that just can't afford you know so kind of like a like a robin hood with plants (laughs) like you know hey you can afford to buy like four more extra plants and then you know go plant them at someone else's house who really can't Um, it makes a big difference like in property values um, just how people treat neighborhoods and so i would love to be able to have kind of like this roving, this like recycling account where, hey, this money is coming in and we're going to use a good chunk of it to go help with these other people. 
Very cool. Yeah, it's cool that you're you're evolving that the business part right into into something that can kind of benefit um, the community at large. Um, I think, like you were saying, um, a lot of designers, landscape designers, are in that residential realm, right? For the most part, I think uh, some some do take on commercial and larger scale projects. Um, but I think for the most part, as far as you know, it, when you think about a landscape designer, it's usually a residential designer, um, either new construction projects or uh, renovations. You know, and that work usually like you said like you mentioned you they usually get a a referral or whether or not they advertise however they get the job um the the project um they're usually working directly with the owner right the property owner and kind of guiding them to um a final design that um you know falls within the construction budget and also with you know the the client's requirements and what they're um they're asking for and what they want to create that that um, backyard or front yard what they want to what they wanted to be eventually um, yeah so I think that's and that's something that also as a landscape architect um, so as a landscape ar architect I've gone through the process of taking the um, the layer tests which is the uh, I probably should have looked it up it's the uh, <laughs> the Cal <laughs> landscape architectural I gotta look it up, but we so so that's a test that the state um, of California um, provides. It's four different tests that you take, and um, it you know it goes from you, the initial contracting phase through um, site design. There's a uh, a test for grading and drainage, and I believe what's the what's the other one? There's four of them: grading, drainage, contracts site design and construction I'm like i don't know i'm I not believe it's construction yeah don't look at um, me and then <laughs> and then there's so there's those four tests that are taken you know they're offered um every every quarter i believe so you can take you can take them all at once you can take them two at a time you can take them a one at a time like i did um so that that can kind of uh, uh, take some time right I think it took me about two years to, to get the whole uh, process done with um, and then once you're done with those four tests there's the California supplemental which kind of takes everything you've learned it's all packaged in one test and then that test you pass and you are a licensed landscape architect um, so going back to the work wise um, as a landscape architect we kind of follow a lot of what landscape designers do especially on the residential side we do work with clients and you know, homeowners to kind of develop a, a design um, but we also take a little step further and um, for residential projects you know I, I've been doing a lot of new construction projects where um, a developer buys a lot um, and develops it right into a home or a multifamily uh, project um, and then that gets designed out and a lot of times with new construction there's the permitting process right which is what the city or um any municipality that needs to review these plans to get approved and they would require a landscape architect to prepare the plan so once design is done then we carry it into um the permit uh process which you know a lot of times is also the construction documents for landscape um which would require like i said a, a stamped um and sign set of plans from a landscape architect. So how do you go about soliciting those types of proposals and landing those types of clients? So with the business, so I, I if, if anybody doesn't know, I um, started C2 Landscape Architecture 
um, in 2019 and have been working on that ever since. Um, and a lot of the projects are referrals from just people that I've worked with in the past, especially in the beginning, those people that I've worked with in the past um, or um, even family and friends, right? They can, they would just, they know that I was doing this on my own and they would refer projects over to me. And just over time is sort of expanding the network and um, bringing more and more um, uh, contacts, right? With, uh, with civil engineers, architects, um, even some interior design people, uh, design build firms for construction, uh, landscape construction. Um, it's just sort of the wide range. We went to a, a, an event yesterday, Anna, with uh, that Hunter and QCP put together over in Irvine. I'm still dreaming of the really good tacos. Yeah, those are really good, huh? They were really good. <laughs> um, so that, those types of events like that help to kind of uh, uh, just get the name of the company out there and just network with people that you've worked with in the past. Um, um, and just, you know, keep in touch with people that, that you've, that you, that you know. Um, but other than that, you know, I, we have the website up. So that's a big thing of, uh, for, especially for, if we're trying to bring in more and more new projects, the web the website does help to sort of advertise what we do. Um, and, you know, as a way to contact us and, you know, with the, with the website comes, you know, we have an Instagram account that we keep up to date pretty often. Um, and our LinkedIn has been uh, pretty active also where we reach out directly. You can reach out directly to say new developers or like um, architects, um, other landscape architects, um, you know, anybody in the public realm, a lot of uh, 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 city uh, staff is on there and we can kind of reach out and kind of yeah, just... Yeah, see, and I would never think of LinkedIn like for kind of like what I do because it's, and so that is really good ideas for people that are looking to branch out into like a little bit bigger roles and jobs so yeah it's it's worked out so far i mean it, like i said it, there's a lot of people on there that you know you wouldn't otherwise meet right because maybe they're too far or even though they're they're within your jurisdiction quote unquote right it's, it's all california um you can still connect through through linkedin um and you know you see what they do and, and you kind of see whether or not you'll be able to help them out or work with them um yeah, and then other than that, uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of like the main sources of where uh, I've been looking for work and how that kind of developing those relationships through the different um, social media and um, online platforms, um, and you know, events like last night's cornhole event. Those are those are always fun. <laughs> we can talk a little bit about the actual design process, right? So I know for for the design process on our end as landscape architects and designers, you know, we do focus on obviously all the all the landscape stuff, not everything outside of the building. Um, and that would include things like general site layout, right? Identifying conditions, uh, slopes, where those are at, any kind of utilities that are gonna be running through the landscape. You have to kind of point those out and know where they're at. Um, you know, from there you go into design, which is gonna involve you know, laying out hardscape, concrete paths, you know, decomposed granite areas, uh, paver areas, um, any kind of masonry work uh, with pergolas. walls, um, pergolas, exactly. <laughs> Plant design stuff. is a big part of it, too. Um, some projects will include stuff like uh, grading, you know, not nothing crazy, just uh, small little areas of grading that you need to change, um, maybe at a planter or a, or a small retaining wall. Um, drainage plans come into play. Uh, you got to show where 
your water is going to go right if you're creating a basin for a i don't know like a a, a, a sunken fire uh, table area you know where's that water going to go when it rains um so the, you know we show those on the plans and um, irrigation plans which are a big thing um on the design side on the like somebody like yourself anna um do you typically create a set of irrigation plans for someone to install um or is it more field directed i'm really lucky in that i work with like a lot of specialists and typically i do a lot of turf reduction which requires drip irrigation and when you have drip irrigation, it's a little bit more flexible and lenient um, in terms of you can be more organic. I am like a total hippie when it comes to design and doing landscapes. So I, I'm fortunate. I work with really strong specialists who are able to like just do what I need um, because I, I don't necessarily work with clients that are like, hey, we need this, you know turn in a bowl to our you know HOA or I do enough to get through like the turf rebate programs and things like that but ultimately um I just kind of feel I'm like I said I'm gonna go real hippie here I just feel what the land needs and like what the space needs and I let it kind of talk to me and I'm fortunate I find clients that because they are usually from referral or family or friends or they've seen you know something I did somewhere else but I really let the the ground and the space just tell me what it's supposed to be and then try to like mock it up on paper and go from there and so knock wood you know I keep getting referrals and um clients that way but I think I find very special clients that trust that process that don't need to see you know every single plant exactly where it's supposed to be because sometimes I'm at the nursery and I'm like hey I know we and so I find people that really trust trust that I'll provide them with something that will work for what they want. Um, and so that's, that's the biggest key for me because I can recommend a plant palette, you know, and do kind of a draft planting plan or sketch something up. Um, but I let it try to be as organic as possible because I might find some amazing plants to replace something at the nursery that I would much rather have um, you know, than some of the other stuff that's out there, you know, or you, you kind of work in the field and I, you know, I let things, I don't try to force things (laughs) like, like if there's like giant slab of concrete that we didn't know was underneath something, you know, during kind of discovery, then I guess we're not going to put a bunch of plants right there you know how do we make this turn this into something different and that's a good point bringing up that like like a concrete slab type of thing um so on the on the landscape architecture side of things right where everything needs to be planned out um way before your um your your you start to dig and, and build right so something like a concrete pad that wasn't um discovered during say the civil engineer the civil engineers plans don't call that out which is what we tend to work off of a lot is the civil engineering plans because it'll give us our grades and all our um sort of site elements um but something like that you know if if i decide to plant and our plans show a you know um a nice i don't know 48 inch 60 inch box oak and then that that concrete comes up then now you got to go back to the client right and say hey look now we got to pay somebody to get rid of this thing because it wasn't included in the original bid or we move the tree, you know, so there's, it, it kind of mucks everything up that if it's not 
uh, on the plans, yeah, so to you speak. Yeah, you have to when, stop when everything and go through a process. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm like, just trust me, I'll make your yard pretty. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little more loose on your end, right? As far yeah. as uh, documenting, you're not necessarily creating uh, a set of plans. It's more working. Uh, you have the idea and you have general um, sketches, like you said, and, and, and plans, but you're not stuck to the one thing. You can kind of change it up on the fly if, if you need to. Yeah. Um, which makes it on the, on the landscape architecture side of things, it makes it a little more difficult um, to do that because, like I said, it's all con- it's all contingent on schedules. It's already on yeah. pen and paper. Yeah, it got it got approved, and then the owner has to go back, and it, it creates a, a big sort of mess, it, which it can lead to. Um, yeah, so th- I think that, you know, we talked about... Um, how we find work and how we kind of tend to work with uh, referrals and, and using the social um, uh, platforms to find work. Um, and I, th- I think one, one of the topics that I wanted to cover is how someone, how a homeowner or a developer or somebody that needs a landscape architect or a designer, how would they go about um, finding someone to work with? Right. Um, you know, for, for, uh, for CTO, our website seems to be doing a good job of bringing people who are searching for landscape architects. It'll kind of, you know, it'll bring up our, um, our info and they can kind of go to our website and, and see if we're somebody that they can work with. Um, um, and I think the other thing too is, you know, you got to look at past projects, you know, if you're a homeowner and you want to renovate your backyard or your, your, all your landscape is if you're looking for to work with the landscape designer or architect you know try to get an idea and feel for the type of work they do and um decide whether or not because you know there's different styles there's different people focus on different uh totally and i didn't even actually yeah realize like how much of a style i had developed over the years because i was like oh i just kind of do whatever you know the client wants and you know try to meet it and i'm like no i have a very like distinct style of um, kind of how I integrate elements and kind of even just like the grid system versus more organic. Um, And when I look at like a more comprehensive body of work, it's like you start to see it like, oh, I do have a style. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's always something that, you know, especially if I, I find that a lot of times the homeowners have an idea, but they don't necessarily know exactly what they're looking to do. Right. So that's where we kind of come in and you can kind of if if they look at your work, your previous work, they can kind of get at least get a further uh, idea of, of where their landscape can go working with you. Um, which is, you know, another question is when to hire a landscape designer versus a landscape architect. We talked a little bit about this. Um, designers, uh, landscape designers, like I said, they they they're not creating, I think, the biggest uh, difference is that permit drawing or uh, construction document yeah. set, right? I would um, hire you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, if you just look, if you're looking for someone to come in and, and um, you know, redo your backyard and um, w- with, because no city is going to require, um, unless you have a pool, a landscape permit for renovating the backyard, right? If you want to get rid of, of your turf, right? It's not like you're going through this process. It's, it's much simpler. Um, whereas if you're, uh, building new and you need those permits for the landscape, which a lot of times involves um, the city or the or the 
sometimes it's an HOA that is reviewing these plans. They want to make sure that, A, you're not doing something crazy, right? That is not in line with what they approved, especially on the HOA side. Um, and also, uh, the biggest thing is selecting the right plant material for the area and the irrigation system that won't waste water, right? Where you're trying to minimize that that water usage, um, as well as, as some of the dealing with some of the runoff uh, issues on some sites. Um, so they tend to take a look at that. And that's usually reserved for landscape architect, which can go through the drawings and kind of verify that everything kind of goes together well, um, whether they create the design or not, and then, you know, sign off on it and, and get those plans approved. Um, so it's kind of, like a, kind of like a further step from just designing the backyard and um, installing, um, you know, everything else. I think sometimes if you're doing like a pergola, you would need some kind of permit. Yeah, depending on like the city, um, right, like block walls, um, certain other things would need. Um, and that's usually stuff like that. Usually permits for like like a pool or a pergola or even or block walls. Usually that permit is done by the contractor or the yeah. homeowner, right? Yeah. So even on the landscape architect side of things, we don't handle those permits. We can design the pool layout. We can design the um, the finish for the pool, um, the size of the pergola, materials. Um, even the finishes on the wall. So we can do all that and show it on the plans. But as far as when it comes to construction and getting permitted, that's usually done, like I said, either the homeowner or the installing contractor that would take our plans and, and go through that permit process with the city. Um, um, which I guess sounds a little confusing because I was talking about yeah. permits earlier well, no, for the I mean, Yeah, that is like now that's something that's more and more as people are like, oh, hey, like, you know, I definitely need to get certain things permitted. Um you know, because some pro clients are like, eh, whatever. Um, but more and more, I think people are like, no, I need to keep this on like the up and up for when I sell my home. And um, and so people are a little bit more paid more attention to things like that. So I've actually been helping a lot recently just with like permitting with different cities and the county and things like that, because a lot of people just don't know where to start. Um, and I have, you know, private sector background doing that for big bigger development so yeah yeah it's a uh, um it's like you mentioned a lot of people don't know where to start right they're not they don't they've never done anything like that before right so it's like they don't know that there's a permit for that wall to the pool that they're gonna have to go through the city process to get that um you know all that some people just all they want is a nice shaded spot in the backyard right it's not like they don't want to go th they don't know that they have to go through this process um through the city to get a, a permit for a, a structure like that. Um, yeah, uh, and so I guess moving on is we can kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, maybe Anna, if you can kind of walk us through maybe from how you get a project, the initial steps, right? And then how, how you kind of work with the client, maybe your, your different phases yeah. up into when it's completed. Like I said, I usually, it's usually word of mouth. So they, I'm usually contacted. Um, you know, I do an initial con consult. It's always actually really helpful for me if I get to go into their home. Um, cause you really get to see what's important to people. Um, and I, especially since we live in Southern California, I try to make the backyard as much of an extension of the inside of the home as possible. And I think you know, you're spending 
a lot of hard-earned money to try to fix up your yard and make it a usable space. And so it should reflect kind of who you are as a person, just like you would the inside of your home. And so it's, I always really like and enjoying. And then I typically will ask like, you know, how, how do you want to use it? Like, how do you, what activities do you want to do out here? And then kind of let the space usually naturally tell me what it's going to be. Like if there's already really large trees, okay, that's an opportunity for seating area. That's that already has shade or if it's, because a lot of clients I get, um, it's not a blank slate. It's there's a lot of things that are already there. Like there's already a pool, um, or there's other other elements that are there that they're not going to take out. And so it's m- much more of like a puzzle of fitting the different needs around it, and then looking to what would best be, you know, a good use of what's already there, so that they can minimize how much they're spending. Like because if there's mature trees or if there are you know really good hardscape elements that don't need to be removed I try to keep them all as much as possible and just enhance them Um, and I think that's something that clients are really responsive to because you're able to get them a little bit more bang for their buck um, in terms of you're not ripping out you know 20 yards of concrete and replacing it with stuff like that you know there's there's creative ways to reuse it and I think um, you know I try to work with what's already there and then like I said I'll draw up something really conceptual and develop a plant palette because then they can start to visualize kind of what what it's going to feel like and look like Um, and I'll I use SketchUp a lot because most you know regular you know common homeowners aren't going to know looking at a plan how it's going to look and so being able to kind of take them into that space gets them excited about it or on board with it or you know the opposite too they're like oh actually no I don't like that you know and I I'm like this is your yard you have to sit in it not me like I'm done with the job and I clean up and I go home like this is your space so you know now's the time if and a lot of times like you said people kind of know what they want but not how to express it or visualize it and so that really initial draft conceptual stage is a good time for like their ideas to come out and so I really work hard to make them feel comfortable um, talking about like oh actually no that's that's I don't like that there I think it would be really good here you know because they they're in the backyard they're the ones using the space Um, and so and they're they're their home experts, you know, so let them, let them utilize that. Yeah. And then, so you mentioned you, you, so you go from the, from the conceptual plan, maybe into some SketchUp stuff. Yeah. Um, and then do you, do you, does, do you have a final deliverable to the client that they get? Um, or is that just it depends. Into construction? Yeah. So if it's a final typically, I do a lot of turf reduction programs. So those, you need a final plan that gets signed off by whoever's implementing the rebate program. And so that will be like a final kind of plan that includes the planting plan and all of that. So that's a deliverable for those cases. Um, Other cases, you know, I'll usually just draft it up so that we have measurements so we can calculate materials and things like that. Um, But I don't go into all the different, you know, MEPs or irrigation plan or anything like that typically. and if I do have clients that do need that, I usually would outsource it to someone like you.
Yeah, I think that for the most part, that's the same process on my end is, you know, you're you're you work with that client to get to that point where you're you have a nice deliverable of the well, you know, my process, we call that a schematic package, right? For the most part, where it's the plan with, um, you know, general call outs or maybe detailed calls, depending on how detailed the client wants to have the plans, because um, they usually take our plans and. Um, bid them out to contractors, right? We're not, CTO isn't a design build, so we don't build anything. We just prepare the plans, um, you know, do the design work and prepare plans. Um, I think kind of going in the direction that um, how you work, Anna, is that that schematic package is usually a color rendered plan with those call outs all over the plan, right? Whether there's, you know, wherever the concrete areas are, maybe calling out some of the major trees, focal points, um, some of the amenities, and uh, some of the materials are called out on that plan, um, as well as the the plant list, right? The plant legend. Um, you know, we might if there's a you know a, a barbecue counter that did, like a built-in barbecue counter or a you know custom fire table or even like a pergola, we'll kind of show those in elevation. Um, maybe every once in a while we'll do we'll include a um, a perspective view of some of the the key spots. Um, so that, so the not only the client. Oh, the homeowner can have a better understanding, but also when whenever they go to show this plan to the contractor, they kind of get a bit of better idea of what they're looking at on a plan, um, where it's not just flat and call and callouts. It's more of a you know you have the sizing and the um, the look of of the different amenities so that that gets all packaged together and sent to the client to the homeowner. And for the most part, on residential, especially renovations, that's kind of where um, I stop. That's that's the end of the project. Um, and then the homeowner takes it from there, right? Or the, and takes it to the contractor, and they they work out the the build. Um, we don't usually get involved with the construction part as far as construction administration. That's left to the to the client. They're the ones that are directing the the contractor um, <clears throat> to to the overall look of what they want to see, and um, you know they're the ones that are ask, answering questions for the for the con from the contractor. Um, and uh, you know, kind of verifying the workmanship of the contract, or what they do. Um, we do offer that. You know, we that there is service that we provide. But a lot of times, especially in renovations, the, uh, my personal experience has been um, the homeowner tends to kind of take care of that on their end. And yeah. I think that's something different that like I do a little bit because I am involved in the back end of it. It's kind of like that project management process. It's like pulling the contractors together. And the subs and making sure they're getting like the best, you know, price and all of that. Because some people, I mean, in, uh, unfortunately, some contractors are great and some are not as great. Um, and sometimes their pricing depends on the neighborhood that you live in. Um, so I've had some people that I've had to not work with anymore um, because. For some clients, it was this price and other clients. And it was really, you could tell it was based on the neighborhood and kind of what perceivable monies that they had, that client had available. And that's, you know, that's not fair to the client. Um, and that's something that I kind of help and safeguard with them a little bit. So I think that's like a different service um, that I offer. Is And so I'm, I'm fortunate I have a really good base of uh, contractors and uh, professionals that I've been able to gather and find and work with um, throughout the years, but you do find ones that are not as great, um, and then you just don't call them back to the next job um, because, yeah, there there is that 
that and so I like I said first I project managed a lot of like the subs and things like that um and that's all stuff I do like after hours and um the weekends and so again like working with special contractors that are you know, either able to take what I need and go running with it all week. Cause I'm like, I'm not available. Yeah. That's, I mean that you got to work with the, I mean, it, you know, it helps to build those relationships, right. And if you're not, if it doesn't work from the, from the start, then there's no reason to kind of go back and, and try again. Um, especially when there's money involved and, and schedules right to keep, um, the, uh, so that's sort of like the process for, uh, like say it's the renovation example, right. Um, on the, on the um the new construction uh part of it so it, it, it typically covers the same sort of of scope you know you got your design and then your um uh, concept and and we don't really do a schematic at that point so a new construction is a lot of times these homes are being or these apartment complexes are being built to 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 sell right so it's not somebody's no one's going to the the client isn't going to necessarily live there right so they want to build a home get the landscape nice and ready for uh to be sold um and so they they do have an input they have you know they 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 care about what that landscape looks like um but they're not necessarily going to be using it um and that that process makes it a little easier on the design side because you can kind of uh um it's it's very straightforward as far as what the owner uh, the client's uh requirements are and we can kind of work that process pretty well um and then once we get that concept developed working with that with the client again we kind of go back and forth with the feedback and see get that final overall um uh concept and then from there we're we just take it into permit drawings, construction documents, um, and get that through the city. Um, usually, uh, usually it's uh, LA County. Yeah, so that's the extra step is right is getting creating that package, getting it to the uh, getting it to the the homeowner or the client for them to submit and get it approved. Um, at that point, you know, once it is approved, then they go into construction. Then we also have that construction administration. Uh, uh, um, uh, Hi, Max. It's your co your okay. coworker. This is gonna be hard. Yeah. Your co-host. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Max. <laughs> All right, I'll finish this. I'll finish this sentence. Oh my God, Max. He's so dirty. <laughs> Why are you so dirty? Running around in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way um, it should be. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and then the construction administration. You know, we we go through we go through the pre-construction meeting with the contractor, kind of walk through the design and um the expectations and then uh sometimes we'll meet up with them uh, halfway through the process to kind of just uh, give an overall review of the of the install and report back to the owner to if we see anything that looks off or that isn't doesn't look right and we'll make recommendations to the client um which they can then go back to the contract and say hey this needs to be fixed or this this needs to be adjusted um and then you know we go back for the final and once it's all done everybody walks the project and uh it gets approved by the client um from there and then and then and then and then that's where we stop that's the end of the project the end of our scope on the note of the kind of different you know uh, building for selling have you noticed any specific trends or things that people are really like keen on for better lack of better word 
Yeah. Um, so it's it uh, it depends a lot on the size of the of the the yard, right? Um, I've worked on super small sites, and then like most recently larger sites because they they're just bigger homes and um, they have a bigger a bigger lot. Um, those bigger lots, it, there's always a pool that that's not necessarily um, you know the the clients know what the costs are what they're what they're um going to be paying for the landscape so they have a budget in mind so they know the size of the pool a lot of times the shape um and we just kind of drop that in and work around it but it's always you know there's a pool usually there's a um like a an outdoor eating area um with the grill and a pergola or an overhead structure um those are kind of like the the main sort of amenities for backyard especially on the on the um the new construction just because you know it makes it more appealing to the to to buyers so are these like not necessarily like big track home developers but more people that are you know doing trap maps and plot plans for like subdividing a couple parcels that are they're building as like kind of more custom yeah it's a it's a whole so we can they plot that the track home stuff can be a completely different episode. Yeah. That's a whole lot, a whole <laughs> different process, right? But uh, no, these these are, are residential. So what happens a lot of times is, um, especially in LA County, there's a lot of need for new homes. <laughs> so a, there's a big uh, push for for um, for housing. So um, a lot of times, developers will you know they'll buy a home that's been put up for sale, especially if it's a, it's in a more uh, if it's in a um, a higher income bracket of, of LA in that, those areas they'll they'll buy the lot they'll either the renovate complete the completely renovate the house because usually these homes are have been up for 50 60 80 years right then they, they have to uh, just uh, bring them up to code and make it more desirable to people that are buying so it's a complete renovation of the home and along with that comes the renovation of the landscape because a lot of times the home the new home is bigger yeah. so you're changing widths and changing uh, sites um distances so yeah that's 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 the that's uh, the majority of the work this year has been, and last year has been that um so and again it's 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 a more streamlined process at least as streamlined as it can be um yeah because the they just want where, it to look nice and yeah be yeah, presentable and the, the planting exactly they're 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 not picky on on plant material even though we try to stick to those, um, you know, plant that's going to work in LA and keep the low water usage, yeah. um, using a lot of, uh, you know, which we try to, so we try to minimize the turf where we can, um, even though a lot of clients like turf because it's simple and easy and cheap to install. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of what the, the general scope of those projects is, is it does run the, the, the full scope is, is design, um, construction documents, permitting and the construction administration, um, but it, it, it has been, at least in my experience, more streamlined than say a, you know, like a, a track development, like you were talking about, those can tend, tend to get, you know, got different phases and different scopes and there's stuff going on at the same time. Um, like I said, that can be a whole ep- different episode in of itself for those kind of projects. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of why I wanted, this is kind of wanted to talk to you about this and just it out there of what we actually do on a day-to-day yeah right like this morning this morning i was working on a planting plan for a home that needs to go through hoa review right so that's that's fun (laughs) those are always fun to kind of go through um and uh yeah i I think um um yeah i I mean unless you got anything else to add Anna, anything that you want to um any topic that you want to cover that you think would be good yeah yeah 
Do we want to yeah, talk think, at all about like what we're planning for like next season or that'll be a yeah, whole new yeah, so intro yeah. intro episode. So this is yeah, this is the, this is the uh, this is the season finale, season two finale, um, and we do have plans for season three. Um, we're changing things up a bit. We are. Should we announce it now? So the 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 name of the podcast is changing. <laughs> um, do, you, do you think we should say it too late? Make him it. make him wait. It'll be okay. the cliffhanger. They'll have to wait okay, for the cool. next intro episode to find out what yeah, we're changing yeah, it to. Yeah, to find out. And um, we're also, I think the the whole idea behind changing the name is to start to make the podcast a little bit more focused on landscape architecture as a whole, right? I think we had we had some pretty good guests um, these past two seasons, but this, they were very it was way varied, right? It kind of went a little beyond the landscape architecture um so we're hoping to that with the, along with the changes we're a little bit more focused on landscape architecture and how it impacts you know how we're impacting the built environment around us right we have guests that are more directly um doing that type of work um so yeah that's that's sort of the idea behind everything and um we will yeah we'll we'll have a new season with new guests we have and a couple a guests name. lined up and a new name yeah yeah um okay cool well anna this was fun yes it was good to see good I seeing know, you seeing in person you in yesterday. actual person not just on <laughs> yeah. zoom for the first time in a while yeah i know <laughs> um but yeah so we will we'll come back in uh i don't want to give a date but a september sometime for season we can, three we can do that if that's we can, manageable if we can make it work yeah at least I think for so. a, at least for an intro episode yeah for sure um, all right. Well, thanks to everybody for listening, and we will talk to you in season three. Thanks. <laughs> Bye.